0: I leaned back with a small smile. The airplane seats felt more like steel wool than wool fabric and smelled like mothballs and bad breath, but I didn't care. I was going on my first vacation. Well, technically, it was the second, but I'd hardly call the camping trip my dad took me on when I was eight, and he was drunk or fishing or both the entire time, a vacation. It was more like a punishment. My family wasn't exactly the Disney dream vacation type. We were more like the Denny's Buffet type. My best friend Mandy sat next to me, scribbling a list on her field notebook. She had it braced against her knee because we were about to take off and couldn't put down the table. What are you. Shh! Mandy cut me off. She wrote so quickly, I expected her pen to start smoking. Just one more thing. All right. She looked up with a smile and handed me the notebook. There it is, our to do list for Rio. My eyes trailed the list, and then my mouth hung open as I turned the page. There had to be at least 50 items on it. Get palm trees painted on my nails. Go scuba diving and get a picture with a red fish. Flirt with my scuba instructor, but not so badly that he asks me for my number, just enough that I can say I did it. Get Sarah a date with our scuba instructor have a conversation with a parrot, go shopping and make Sarah get some new clothes, eat a huge lobster dinner, wear a giant bib, race a bike through the streets of Rio, go surfing and try to ride at least one wave, if I can't, at least get a picture of me standing on a surfboard so I can tell Rick I did because he's never been surfing, not get eaten by sharks, solve a mystery get a glow-in-the-dark bikini and go swimming at night, get a tattoo of a typewriter on my back, read War and Peace, and the latest Janet Ivanovich to balance it out, adopt an orphan street kid. I didn't get through half the list before I broke into laughter. You'd think we were planning to be in Rio eleven years, not eleven days. I combed my hand through my blonde hair, And haven't I told you a thousand times not to talk to parrots you don't know? You're so biased. You always let me talk to dogs. Hey, we've got to fit as much as we can into this vacation. This may be the only chance we ever get to do this. Mandy clicked and unclicked her pen, a nervous habit. She wasn't crazy about planes. I took the pen from her. Why, are you and Rick going to start popping out babies soon? She patted her flat belly. My chances are drying up as we speak. I wrinkled my nose. She leaned in and her curly red hair brushed my cheek. But really, we've talked about doing this our whole lives, and now we've made it happen. You made it happen, I said and if you hadn't forced me to buy a ticket at Water Gun Point, I'd be sitting at my desk at the office going through case files with Dan trying to look down my shirt. My boss, District Attorney Dan Butler, was less than discreet about one of the reasons why he wanted me on his payroll. She squinted in mock sternness. No one can say no to my water gun, and you're welcome. My face softened, I wanted to tell her just how glad I was to be taking this trip with her, but she'd probably get all mushy on me, something my crusty old soul tried to avoid. I tapped her list. What's with this entry? You don't even like kids. Not true. Rick and I would love a few ankle biters around the house. What I hate are spoiled brats who order their parents around like slaves. I bet I'd like a real street kid. You might be suited for each other. Both orphans? With dubious moral standards and personal hygiene? Hey! She punched my arm. So I forget to wear deodorant one time at the gym and you're gonna tease me forever? I rubbed the spot where she hit me. One time at the gym? Try all of eighth grade. Mandy shook her head and her smile faded. Those are the important things moms are supposed to teach you. Put on deodorant or you'll smell like a fish tank.